0: Um, The family and I have been gone for a couple weeks, and one of the things that I'm reminded of, in all sincerity, is that I love this church. (laughs) Um, When uh, when we were younger, uh, I'll be honest with you, I looked forward to vacations where I could visit other churches. I mean, I'm just going to be brutally honest, um, I wasn't in love with our church. Okay? God had called me here, but but I, I wasn't. Okay. But I am now. I, I mean I love this church. Um, to me, there is no place like it. To me, we are a church that brings both the power of the Spirit and the power of the Word together. We are not a church that uh, is just full of head knowledge and and dead. We are not a church that is just seeking some kind of experience or excitement and not looking for truth. We are a church that experiences powerful worship in all sincerity. I mean, I don't I don't want to embarrass our worship team, okay? But I mean, we've gone on vacations all over the place. East, west, north, south, and I don't know of any worship team like ours. We're not showy, okay? You go to some places and it's just it's just so showy. It's not like live, it's just like deadness, but showy. <laughs> then you have other places that are just dead, and it's like they're just going through the motions and but, but here there's just such a genuineness, there's such a life. Okay? You know, throughout our, our, our church and in the classes, um, again, there's a pursuit of truth. And what I mean by that is it's not just pursuing knowledge. It's pursuing truth, but there's also a spirit. There's an openness to being used of the Lord. It's not just people sitting down and regurgitating something that's written in front of them. It's people pursuing the Lord. And I just got to tell you... <laughs> This is rare. And I, I know as you hear me say that, you may say, well, but you're the pastor. You know, you're, you're supposed to like it. But, but seriously, when I first came here, I didn't. I'll be honest. I didn't like inviting people to our church. Because I, I just, I didn't feel like we were really spirit-led and in a lot of ways. But now, that's not the case. Why do I share all this? <laughs> because I've got some concern. That I want to share with you. So, before we left, all right, weeks before we left, well, the two weeks before we left, we had a guest speaker, but before that, something happened. Our giving went in the toilet. <laughs> now, when it comes to ministries, the summer months, no matter where you're at, are usually a little slow. People start going on vacation. They're like, ah, you know, maybe I'll use that tithe to, you know, (laughs) spend some money to go on vacation. Whatever it is, but usually things slow. And so I'm used to that. Jody had mentioned something about that. I'm like, it's okay, okay? These things happened. But then there was an abrupt crash where things went down. And all of a sudden, we had to dip into... Uh, savings in order to make things happen now for those of you who are financially minded if you follow financial advisors like uh, Dave Ramsey or Larry Burkett or you know whoever many of them will say this many of them will say you need to have about two to three months of living expenses sitting in your savings because you don't know what's gonna happen things will break okay Things break, and you have to pay for them. Uh, Things happen that you don't expect, and if you don't have money set aside for that, guess what you end up doing? You end up begging, you end up borrowing, okay, and and it gets ugly. So that's one of the things that we've tried to do ever since I've been here, and, and we've been able to do that. But recently, we took such a nosedive that we now have about one month's worth of living expenses that it takes to run this place. And so if we have another month like we had right before I left, we're going to be at ground zero. So what do we do with that? And this is going to a message, okay? But, but I want to share, I, we need to be real, okay? We, we don't want to just look at biblical stories. We want to apply them to our life with where we're at, okay? So here's where we're at. We don't have a lot of external expenses other than salaries. That's our biggest expenses. Now, why do we have salaries? Well, the reason we have salaries is because if you don't have dedicated people, and what I mean by that is people who are focused on ministry, what happens is things fall apart. From the very beginning, we're going to look at this in Scripture. That's how the Lord set it up. When the Lord had the Old Testament system and He had the priests and so on, working in the tabernacle, working in the temple, you know what He did? He set up a system where the people gave to provide for them. Why? So that they could focus on worship. Now, were they the only ones doing it? No. Everybody else was involved, but there had to be dedicated people. Because if you don't have dedicated people, what happens is the volunteer is not enough. Things fall apart. Recently, or back at the beginning of the year, um, my wife, I can't say she decided to do this, but my wife began putting in a floor in our house with volunteer labor. Now the volunteer labor was me. (laughs) And I wanted to do it because I'm tight. (laughs) And I don't like to spend money on things that I can do myself. So I took some time off work and I focused on getting that floor done. But you know what happened? What happened is what always happens. Things that you don't expect. Things always take longer than you plan on. Do they not? I mean, there's just always these little things that you weren't thinking about that take so much time. And then all of a sudden you're out of time and you got to go back to work. But the project's not done. And so today, this is August. Okay, can't remember what month this was. Back in January, I think it was because it was cold. I remember that. We still don't have the quarter round down to finish it out. It's still sitting there. And Nikki reminded me of that recently. And the reason for that is because I'm a volunteer. (laughs) I get paid to do other things. Therefore, I have to focus on other things. Most of you here are employed other places, right? So guess what? That gets the bulk of your attention Now, you help out with things here, and that's great. Without volunteers, uh, this place, we're going to be in serious trouble. But if you take away the people that are dedicated, okay, that this is their primary focus, guess what happens? What happens is what happens at my house. (laughs) Things suddenly don't get done. I'm not going to pick on Trevor here. Um, This is actually a good thing. You know, not long ago, we started a new ministry here called Celebrate Recovery. Now, the thing about Celebrate Recovery was it was being done completely by volunteer labor. And at the time that it was started, Trevor didn't happen to be working another job and he was able to put a ton of time into this. Because there's a ton of time that goes into organizing things. Even if you have volunteer labor, guess what? Things need to be organized. And, and, and we, we take for granted the time that it takes to organize things. And when it comes to volunteers, again, I'm the same way. You're not focused on something. And so guess what? You've got to be reminded a lot. <laughs> right, Ashley? Like, <laughs> <laughs> No, a lot, we do, because it's not our primary thought. Well, we're now at a point where it doesn't look like Celebrate Recovery is going to be able to continue. You know why? Because it was completely dependent on volunteer labor, and now that's gone. And so it's unable to happen. Where am I going with this? If we don't give, okay? If we don't give what we have here, will go away. You see, my flesh—I'll I'll be honest with you—my flesh is a little nervous because, with if we continue as we have been, I got to look for another job. That—that's where we're at. Okay, and I, I, God hasn't told me to do that yet, but that's where we're at. And the thing is, is that even though we're not huge in size, I. I I love this church, <laughs> and I, it, it just to just see things go. I just I can't imagine that. But if we don't give, that's what happens. So I don't look at the finances. I don't know whether you're given or not. But I know that some of us aren't given what God has asked us to give. That's the bottom line. We've got to have faith and we've got to give. I want to look at some scripture this morning that talks about this. And if you're a visitor here, I don't do this very often. Once a year, I get into this because we need to be reminded about how important our giving is. I want to look in Mark chapter 12, verses 41 through 44. Mark chapter 12, verses 41. 44. It says, Jesus sat down near the collection box in the temple and watched as the crowds dropped in their money. Now, I want to stop there and and, and just back up here. I want want to uh, reiterate something I already said. This is something that was established by God. Okay. You had the temple and you had people who worked at the temple and that's what they did. How did they provide for families? How did they provide for themselves? It was through the offerings that came in. God is the one who set that up. And I'm not going to hound on the tithe this morning, but what he asks of us is that we give 10% of our income minimum. That's base, okay? Then he also asks that we give offerings. Offerings are what we give that are above the 10%. Now, you may be thinking, oh, 10% is a lot. Well, guess what? You live in Illinois, (laughs) and you get taxed out the something I want to say. We get taxed like three times the people in other states around us. In your lifetime, you will pay three times the taxes of somebody in Indiana Missouri or Kentucky. I mean, we are taxed to death here. I mean, we vote for people that want to tax us 50%. Okay? God's asking for 10%. Now, why is he asking for that? Well, there's a couple different reasons. One reason is to fund ministry. Because again, so that people can be dedicated. That's part of the reason he does it. But, It's also for us personally. Even though I'm paid okay, through people that give, guess what? I give. Why do I give? Because it blesses me. It's a a commandment of the Lord, and I'm blessed through it. So we bless others through it, but we are also blessed through it. There are several things going on. So this is something that was established, and you find Jesus sitting down and watching, And it says, many rich people put in large amounts. Well, hey, that's all we need, right? We just need some rich people to give in large amounts, and then we don't have to worry about it, right? No, that's not the way God set it up. That's not the way he wants it to happen. You know, God could do something like that. God could do something where, you know, we get some huge offering and then, you know, the rest of us don't, we just don't have to worry about it. God doesn't work in that way because he wants us to learn to depend on him. Okay? That's part of what he wants us to learn. I want you to see his reaction here to what's about to happen. It says in verse 42... Then a poor widow came and dropped in two small coins. Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has given more than all the others who are making contributions. For they gave a tiny part of their surplus, but she, poor as she is, has given everything she had to live on. Now, I want to stress to you, first of all, how big this is for this woman to give this, okay? Being a widow during that time means you didn't have any other source of income. You couldn't go out like you can today and just get a job if your man heads down the road. If your man heads down the road, guess what? You don't have many options for working. Basically, in that day and time, you had women who would sell themselves okay, to get money, but as far as going and getting a job, they are in dire straits. So for this woman to give all she had, what does that say? It says she has complete faith in God. That's it. There's no plan B here, okay? This isn't, oh, well, I'm going to give this. This is all I got right now. But, you know, that check from Caesar's in the mail, and it's going to get here any day because of what we've been going through. No, Caesar was not sending out any checks to people, okay? Or, you know, I've had, you know, Billy Bob down at Huck's telling me I've got a job waiting on me any time. No, that didn't exist, how is she going to get money? Either God was going to come through or nothing was going to happen. Now, the other thing I want you to see about this is if she puts in two small coins and all these other people are putting in large amounts, what does it matter? You ever had that thought? Maybe you've looked at your 10% or whatever it is and thought, this isn't very much. You know, what's it matter? You know, I mean, my 10% would be nothing to, you know, so-and-so if they would just give a little extra. But I want you to notice that Jesus doesn't track her down and say, Oh, no, no, you keep this. No, He doesn't do that. Why? Because she needs to give. She needs to give. Why? Because what is most important is not my salary, or or, or even the things that take place here, what's most important is that you learn that you can trust God and He's your provider. That is what is most important. I know I share this every time, but I'm going to share it again, okay? Before we came here, I didn't want to go into ministry because ministers don't make squat and I don't like that. I wanted to make something. I wanted to be independent. And so instead of going into ministry, I went into business. I went into a business that was going to grow. And I was going to have more businesses. And I was going to have people managing my businesses. And that way I wasn't dependent on you. (laughs) I was going to make my own way. And as you know, it tanked. It tanked to the point That Nikki and I were looking at bankruptcy, not because we wanted to, but because we didn't think we would be able to pay the minimum payments on the large debt we owed, and we would be forced. We would have no other options. Well, God provided a way so that we didn't have to do that. And then I felt the Lord calling me to ministry. And your salary that you were offering compared to the debt I had (laughs) was like these two coins the widow threw in. He was like nothing. But you know what? God was saying, you tried your own way, why don't you try mine? Okay, God. So we did that. And day by day, God provided. And then as God provided, there were some people that God began to speak through that began to say, God's going to take care of your debt. I'm like, you are crazy. I mean, I still had school debt going on. I mean, it was a mountain. And I literally saw no way of ever getting it paid off throughout my lifetime. I didn't see any way. But you know what? That is exactly what God did. God took care of it. Even though I was making a salary that didn't add up, God took care of it. Why? Because I finally decided, not because I'm smart or faithful, but because nothing else worked out, I finally decided, okay, God, I'm going to follow you. And I want you to know that during that time, you know what I did? We, 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 and this is something we prayed about. Because we owed this huge mountain, and, and we wanted to be responsible. So we're like, God, are we supposed to give? Are we supposed to give tithes? And he said, yes. You know, as we looked in his word, and, and as we sought him, we believed he was saying, yes, you, you continue to do that. You continue to give to me, and and you trust that I'm going to provide. And you know what? As you know, those of you who know me, it's exactly what he did. He provided, and he wiped it out. And there's part of me that looks at that, and I think, okay, we're okay. God's going to provide. And I believe he is. But I also believe that he wants me to speak this out, because I believe there's some of you here, and I don't know who you are. You need to hear this. Because you're doubting him in this, or you're making justifications, okay? Maybe you're not giving money, you're saying, oh, well, I'm, I'm serving over here, so I don't need to do that. Well, I'm glad you're serving over here, but you need to give also, okay? Or, well, I've got this, you know, I need to pay off and I need to focus on that. Well, yes, you do, but the first thing you need to do is give to the Lord. Well, but it doesn't add up if I do that. Well, it didn't add up for this widow on a spreadsheet, okay? The spreadsheet said, you're going to die, Because you've got nothing coming in. But again, I want you to notice, Jesus didn't chase her down. Jesus lifted her up and said, this is what faith is. This woman has given more. Much more than the person who feels... Because, you know, that's something I was waiting on. And I think that's something we all want to wait on. We want to wait till we're comfortable. till we're in a good place. You know? Then, okay, you know, then we'll give more. You know, and that was part of the justification I gave God when I went into business. And by the way, there's nothing wrong going into business. It's just that that's not where God was calling me at the time. I was doing it in rebellion. But I was going into it and I was saying, but God, I'm going to make all this money and then I can give you more. Oh, yeah. Well, guess what? God doesn't need your money. <laughs> God can provide. So why does he ask for it? Because of what it does for us. God wants us to depend upon him. And so he didn't chase this widow down. Why? Because he knew that his father was going to provide for her. Have you ever been in a place where you gave absolute trust to the Lord or to someone and they came through? There is nothing like that feeling. And you see, if he had gone and given the two coins back, she wouldn't have experienced that. This is an act of faith on her part. She's putting it in, and she's walking away. And we're not told what the end of the story is, but let me tell you what the end of the story is. God provided for her. How did He do it? I don't know. But He provided for her because she was faithful. You know, as I'm saying this, I'm, I'm, I'm reminded of uh, Ruth and Boaz. A- and I'm reminded of the daughter-in-law who said, I'm going with you, okay? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to serve God. And they didn't have anything. And what did God provide? God provided a man to provide for her. And because she was so faithful and trusted in the Lord, guess what? The lineage of Jesus comes through her because she trusted in the Lord. God doesn't just give us all that we need immediately because he wants to teach us our source, which is him. And there's part of me, my flesh doesn't like that. I mean, I just, I want, you know, a big bank account. I want everything to just come in on time. I don't want any unexpected stuff. And you know what happens with my faith when any of that happens? It dies. I start depending on myself. I don't seek the Lord. God purposely brings us through things, okay? And He's doing it to me right now. (laughs) And I don't like it, okay? Okay. But I can tell you this, the results are good because I, I I always, like right now, this is where I'm at. I, I began wrestling, okay? And I began getting mad, okay? You know, I, I mean, I've been here 18 years and, and our, our finances are now in a worse shape than I've seen them since I've been here. And so I'm getting mad. And I, you know, I'm getting mad at myself. I'm getting mad at God. I'm getting mad at anybody around me, you know? And I'm just, I'm just wrestling. But there comes a point where I have to make a decision. Am I going to trust in God in this moment? Because that, that, that's what it comes down to. You know, I can say I trust in God, but when I'm put in a situation, do I trust in God? And, the, and the, the, the evidence of whether I trust in God is whether I start trying to manipulate things in my own way or whether I ask God what to do and just do it. And I'm wrestling. And so I share that just to say we're all in that boat. But here's the thing. The evidence is in what do you do with your actions? It's one thing to say that you trust God, but for this widow, you know, I'm sure no one else would have said anything if she just kept the coins in her pocket. They probably would have said, you know, I don't blame her one bit. She just doesn't have much. But God allowed her to be in that situation, and what He's wanting her to do is to trust Him. So I don't know what your situation is, but I know this. Like me, God wants you to trust in Him. And He wants you to give. He wants you to give 10% minimum, and He may be asking for more from you. I don't know. We're we're all in different situations. But he's, He's asking. And if you and I say no, what happens is we miss out on the personal blessings, but also collectively we aren't able to do what God's allowing us to do. That, I mean, that, that that's the bottom line. And so I just want to encourage you to trust God, okay? Trust God and to give and watch what happens. Lord, thank you that you are our provider. Thank you that we